0: Hey Weston, welcome to our sermon podcast of the week. If you've been blessed with our ministry and you want to support us financially, you can do so through westonroadchurch.com forward slash give. I'm excited this morning that I get to share with you. And when Pastor Jonathan asked me to share, of course I said, yes, of course. And, And then I went on this journey of just seeking the Lord and What does the Lord want me to share? And I remember we had a meeting on a Wednesday night here. um, And I was sitting in the second row right there. And I felt a word deposited into my spirit. And you know when you're kind of like focusing on something else, but then all of a sudden you get a word and you're like, okay, what does this mean? And I thought, okay, maybe, maybe there's something in there that I need to share with the church. And so... I'm going to do that this morning. And uh, as I was preparing for this morning, I also realized I had, you know, a couple months to really pray about this morning and prepare for it. And during the weeks, like, there were challenges, and I just grew to really appreciate what you do every week, Pastor Jonathan. Um, We have a great, incredible pastor who leads the way for us. And. he always shows up, and he's always got a rhema word, and so I just want to say thank you, Pastor Jonathan, but also Priscilla and the whole family, because I know you guys are a team, and so thank you. We, we have an incredible pastor, amen? amen? Amen. So you might be wondering what's happening up here this morning, um, but you know, the word that I felt deposited into my spirit when I was here was doors, And I started getting all of these scripture verses and ideas in my spirit. And uh, I went on this journey of finding a door on Facebook Marketplace. And thank you to Pastor Sim, who picked it up for me and everything. And then, but it was just the door. And I was so happy with just the door. But then pastor seems like, no, we got to like, do like a door frame and everything for you. And so I want to say thank you to Sam as well, because he built this and, and maybe some other people involved. And we can use this for like plays and stuff going forward. So I just want to say thank you. But when I looked in the in my study Bible at the back and I looked up the word doors, this is the definition. A barrier by which an entry is closed and opened, a means of access or participation. And then as I started thinking about doors, I also started thinking about gates, because the Bible talks a lot about gates. And so the definition of the gate is an opening in a city wall or fences consisting of a door. You know, we walk through doors all the time. You know, we wake up in the morning, we walk through our bedroom door into the bathroom, we leave our house door, maybe we go grocery shopping to work. We're always walking through doors, maybe even gates into the backyard. And doors represent a lot. You know, the definition is a barrier by which an entry is closed or opened, a means of access. And so a door either grants you access to something or denies you access A door, it can represent transition. It can represent change. Pastor Jonathan recently did a series on seasons. I almost feel like this can relate because a door can represent walking out of one season into another season. And so we walk through doors all the time. And this morning, I want to talk to you about doors that we read about in Scripture. And I want to talk about five of them this morning. And some of them are probably not going to be popular doors. And we're going to start with a not popular door. And it's the closed door. Okay, the closed door. Sometimes we don't like the closed doors. But hear me, there's something special that takes place behind closed doors. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Matthew 6, verse 6. It says this. But when you pray go away by yourself shut the door behind you and pray to the father in private then your father who sees everything will reward you you see there's some things that take place behind closed doors doors. Some things are not meant to be publicized. Not everybody needs to know everything that takes place. There are moments that we need to get behind a closed door and get one-on-one with the Lord because it's in that time that we draw closer to Him. It's in that time that He can deposit something within our spirit that will carry us through that day or that week. We can't neglect that time with the Lord, just us and the Lord. And so we have to remove hindrances, we have to remove distractions, and we have to get behind those closed doors. Amen? Amen? Jesus wants to meet us there. He's ready, he's already there. Then there's some closed doors that maybe are temporary closed. And sometimes we're like trying to like force it open and God's like, just wait. Just hang on a second, this door is not meant to be open yet. And we have to be okay with that. We have to trust him. We have to trust that he's gonna open the door when it's time. And then there's some doors that are closed for our own protection. You know, I think of the closed doors for our protection and it reminds me of Exodus, that we read about the Passover. How God's people were to apply the blood of the lamb on top of the, the door frame and the doorposts. And, and then God would pass over the homes that had the blood. And the lives of those inside, the firstborn, their lives would be spared. You know, God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you. Because there is sometimes a closed door for our own protection. And so let's not go forcing a door that's open. Let's trust the Lord. Let's trust his direction. Let's trust his leading. That's the closed door. And then there are some doors that are closed that are meant to stay closed. Because if we open them, it can lead to destruction. And that's the second door I wanna talk to you about. And I know it's quiet in this place, but there's the door of destruction. And what is that? That's the door where we allow offense, bitterness, unforgiveness, doubt, fear to linger, to fester. And if we stay in that, it can lead to destruction. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. We have to guard our heart. That means when offense comes, maybe it's, you know, someone has a different opinion or a different preference. Or maybe they see a scripture verse a little bit differently. Do we allow offense to come into our lives? Or do we stay united as the body of Christ? Do we allow unforgiveness and anger to dwell within our hearts? Or do we say, no, I'm going to forgive I'm going to forgive because Jesus, when he was on that cross, he forgave, he forgave. Are we going to pattern our lives after him? You know, when we turn to scripture and maybe we read something, but then our circumstances tell us something different, that doubt wants to come in maybe. And are we going to let it come in? Or are we going to say no? You know, this morning, the, the title of the sermon, I forgot to give it to you in the beginning, but the title of the sermon is Knock Knock. When I say knock knock, what do you say? Who's there? Knock knock, who's there? You know, sometimes that doubt or that fear or the unforgiveness comes knocking on the door. Who is it? Fear? Oh, pff, nope. I'm not gonna waste my time with you. Doubt, I'm not going to let you in. Bitterness, unforgiveness, yeah, I know. You know what what they did? It was wrong, but I'm going to release them to the Lord because it's the Lord who's going to be the judge. It's the Lord who's going to defend me. I'm going to release them. And maybe you're going to need to go throughout the day a 100 times. Lord, I'm releasing this into your hands, and then sometimes we might pick it back up. no. Lord, I'm going to release it again into your hands, and I don't care how many times I'm going to do it, I'm not going to open this door because it leads to destruction. Matthew 16, 18, and I'm going to read this one from the New King James Version. It says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. This is a powerful verse for us for the church, because the church will advance. The church will move forward, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But what this verse also says is that there is a gate. There is a door that leads to destruction. There is a way that leads there. And so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You see, scripture says that God has made all things beautiful in its time. And he has set eternity in the human heart. Okay, there's a world out there that's lost, and they're trying to satisfy themselves with the things that the world offers, material possessions and and money, and the list continues but those things are not going to last. Those things are not even gonna satisfy because there is something God has put within each of us. When he created us and fashioned us after his image, he put a seed in our hearts that longs to be with Jesus, that longs to know him, and until we get to know Jesus, we're never gonna be satisfied. And so there is a, a, a door. There is a gate that leads to destruction. But we can keep that door closed. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we can keep that door closed because we have this beautiful promise that when we are tempted, because the temptation's going to come to get angry, to, to let bitterness and unforgiveness into our hearts because of something someone else did, that temptation might be there, but scripture says that we won't be tempted more than we can stand. And when we are tempted, God will always, 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 I'm adding a few alwayses in the verse, but always show us a way out. And so when that temptation comes, when that temptation comes, oh, maybe the phone's going to ring. When we're about to do something that we shouldn't be doing, maybe our parents or our friend is going to come knocking on a, on a door and is going to be like, no, let's go hang out. Let's do something. So let's pay attention when God is giving us a way out because scripture says he gives us a way out when the temptation comes. But are we listening? Are we in relationship with Jesus so that we can recognize that he's giving us a way out? Now hear me. I'm not saying that we can't make a mistake because we fall short. But there's this understanding that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. It is his kindness. And so when we fall short, when we maybe have accidentally, or not accidentally, we probably know we're doing it, but sometimes it happens, we can say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, I made a mistake, but I'm quickly going to shut this door now and I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask you for forgiveness and now I'm going to do better. And I'm going to do better not to earn your love, not to earn your your favor. I'm going to do better because I love you. That's why we do it. And God is there and he's ready and he's never condemning us. And if it's a voice saying, oh, you can't come back, If there's a voice that's saying, oh, you're too far gone, that is not the voice of the Lord, because it's his kindness that will draw you back. He's saying, no, come back. He's saying, I will forgive you. Just come, just come, come as you are. I believe that God is waiting for prodigals to return. He's waiting to change lives. He's waiting to deal with things in our lives that maybe we've been dealing with. And he's like, just come, just come. Now I understand what Pastor Jonathan feels. (laughs) So the third door, the third door, it's the door of your mouth. Maybe some of us have never thought about our mouth as a door, but even Pastor Soom this morning mentioned it. There's life and death in the power of our tongue. Micah 7, 5, guard the doors of your mouth. Has anybody played the game... Catan? Or has heard of it? A few people. Okay, so for this game, this is how it works. You, you build cities, settlements, for those of you who, who are not familiar with the game, and when you build cities and settlements, you gain points. Whoever gets to 10 points first wins the game. How do you build the cities and settlements? Do I just keep going or I wait? I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna keep going, church, (laughs) stay with me. So how do you um, build settlements? You build them with resources. So whether it's hay, brick, um, all of these resources that you can collect, and then you exchange the resources to build a, a settlement, a city. But here's the point of the game. So how do you get the resources? When people roll the dice, Okay I feel like I got awake because... <laughs> OK. should be almost done, right? Yeah. More so. Oh <laughs> OK <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for laughter, right? By now, you probably forgot the whole game that I explained to you, but. <laughs> so, so anyways, so, so, you, so you get these um, cards, these resources to, to build you know, properties, settlements, and then what happens, however, is technically you can have as many cards in your hand that you want. But if somebody rolls a seven and you have more than seven cards in your hand, you lose half the cards in your hand. So if you've got like, you know, 20 cards in your hand, you you lose 10. If you have have 10 cards in your hand, you only have five. So that can set you back in the game. So we've been playing as a family and uh, one of the first few games we played, my dad, he rolled a seven like 75% of the time, he rolled a seven, and he always had more than seven cards in his hand. He didn't learn. He he just kept collecting. We're like, dad, you got to play the cards. Don't lose them. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to roll a seven. Anyways, he rolled a seven like 75% of the time. So now after that game, he had that experience. When he gets that roll the dice in his hand. He counts his cards. He's like, oh no. He's like, I've got 10 cards in my hand. Watch me roll a seven. He says that all the time. He, he shakes the dice. He rolls. What does he roll? He rolls a seven. Now I know that's a funny example, but there's power in what we speak. You know, I used to have conversations with people all the time. Uh, about relationships. And people would come to me and they would say, what kind of guy you know, do you want to marry? And, and what kind of guy are you looking for? And you know what I would always say to them? Casually, I'd say, you know, I think I would make a good pastor's wife. <laughs> I used to say this for years. And probably most of you might know, but I'm marrying a pastor in a few months. And I look. <laughs> I look, I look back on that, and the Lord reminded me of that because I never really focused on it. I'm just talking with my girlfriends. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'd make a good pastor's wife, and I move on, and then this all happens, and, and the Lord's like, do you remember all the times that you would say that? And I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's power in what we speak. There's the power of life and there's the power of death. You know, when life is good, we praise God and it's easy, but what about in the in between? What about in between the time we lift up a prayer and the time the prayer is answered? In the waiting, in the uncertainty, what are we saying? You know, Pastor Jonathan shared an illustration, too, that has stuck with me, and he shared about the bamboo tree and that when the the seeds are planted for four years, nothing happens, but you have to keep nurturing the seeds. You know, what happens in that waiting? What happens in that four-year period where we're waiting? Are we nurturing the seed with the Word of God, or are we complaining You know, sometimes I'm guilty of that too. And I'm like, okay, Lord, forgive me. No, this is what your word says. You know, we sang that song this morning, Firm Foundation. When we're going through the storm, when the wind blows or the waters rage, are we going to say, but God, but God who parted the Red Seas, but God who sent manna from heaven, but God who made a donkey talk, but God who allowed the walls of Jericho to come down, but God who allowed his people to walk across the Jordan on dry ground, but God who sent Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me, but God who rose Jesus up from the grave, but God who sent us the Holy Spirit, not just to be beside us, but to live within us, but that God is for us, that God is with us, that God dwells within us, and so yeah, right now maybe it's been a challenging week and maybe you're in the pit right now but God I know that you are strong you are my refuge you are my strength and so I know that you've got your angel armies right now around me and so I know it's gonna be okay we gotta get a fight within us We gotta start fighting and we're gonna fight with the word of God in our mouth because his word is a sword. Again, hear me, I'm not saying you can't talk about what you're going through, but the question is this, what are you talking more about? Are you talking more about what you're going through or are you talking more about how big God is and listing all the things that God has done and if God could do that and he did do that, then I know that what I'm going through (laughs) It's just nothing. He's going to see me through because he can do all things. So we have to watch out for the door of our lips. We have to watch out for what comes out of our lips. And you know what? Holy Spirit is the best helper. You know, I would, you know, I believe that there are people in this room that five years ago compared to today, you probably don't talk the same. And I know that for a fact because we've heard testimonies about it. And that's Holy Spirit not condemning you when something comes out of your mouth that isn't right. No, that's Holy Spirit coming beside you saying, "Okay, you know what? Yeah, that was wrong, but we're going to learn from it. We're going to grow from it. We're going to get stronger. And we're going to change the way we talk bit by bit as we journey with Jesus. And something practical that I've, I've been discovering is sometimes the enemy, like, bombards your mind with a lot of garbage and lies. But when we speak something, it actually halts what you're thinking. You can't be thinking something and speaking it at the same time. And you can try this uh, when you go home. You can, you know, start counting backwards from 10 to 0 and then speak your name. You you stop counting in your head from 10 to 0 when you speak your name. You can't do both at the same time. And so when those lies come, let's start speaking. Let's start talking to ourselves in the car instead of listening to the lies of the enemy. We have to protect what comes out of our mouth. What we confess reveals what we believe so your mind might be telling you something but start confessing who god is start confessing who you are in christ start sharing your testimony doesn't matter if you feel like it i'm i'm sure a lot of times we probably don't feel like it but we do it with the strength of the lord we do it because we know that we can do all things through christ who gives us strength. And so let's start talking to ourselves with the word of God because your mouth is a door. Turn with me to Jericho. uh, Sorry. (laughs) Turn with me to Joshua chapter 6 where we're going to read about Jericho um, starting from verse 1. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, "'I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times, with the priests blowing the horns.' When you hear the priests give one long blast of the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. And now I want to just go to verse 10. Verse 10 says this. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. That's a powerful verse, and we could miss it. You know, the people of Israel were known for their complaining and talking themselves out of a miracle. And so here Joshua is saying, listen, this is the plan. We're going to walk around these walls For six days, and on those six days, don't even talk. Don't shout. Not one peep come out of your mouth until that seventh day when I tell you to shout. Then I want you to shout. And I can't help but wonder, maybe Joshua remembered everything that they went through and all of the complaining. And Joshua's like, okay, we can't have them repeat this and talk themselves out of the miracle. So be quiet. Don't say anything. Because maybe if they did, maybe on day three, they would have been like, look, there isn't even a crack in the wall. How is this going to come down? And maybe logic would have started taking over and doubt would have crept in. So Joshua's like, don't talk. Don't talk. Because sometimes when we have nothing life-giving or positive to say, it's better to keep our mouth shut. Don't talk until it's time. Then Joshua is like, when I tell you to shout, then shout. And you know what? After on the seventh day, when they blew the ram's horn and they shouted, the walls of Jericho came down. And what's beautiful is that first they praised God. They shouted. They they, obeyed the Lord and then the walls came down. See, some of us need to start thanking God for things that we don't see yet. Thank you, Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural provision. Thank you for my children coming back home. Thank you, Father, for healing my sister or brother or friend or whoever it is. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to thank you in advance before I see it because I know I'm going to see it's the it's the door of your mouth and it takes practice and it takes training and it takes work but it's a journey the fourth door that i want to talk to you about this morning colossians 4 3 in the new king james version it says meanwhile praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for it which I am also in chains. And then 2 Corinthians 2.12. Now, when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me. The fourth door, it's the door of opportunity. It's the door of opportunity. You know, when God opens a door, we can be confident that he's gonna give us everything we need to walk through that door. And maybe some of you are wondering, okay, how do I know if the door is from the Lord? Well, there's a few things that we we can talk about. And the first thing is, does it align with the word of God? Because God, Holy Spirit, is never going to tell you to do something that contradicts his word. You know, the second thing is, do you have this peace and confidence about it? That you're like, yeah, you know what, maybe it does look challenging. And frankly, I'm not even sure how it's going to work out. But I have this confidence and peace that God is just going to guide my steps. You know, do you have that peace, that confidence? And, and maybe sometimes God will put people into your life wise counselors, or people that are going to prophetically speak something to you, and they don't even know about the door of opportunity. But they're going to speak something that's going to confirm in your heart that that's what the Lord has for you. But the, the most important thing that I believe is that when we meet with the Lord behind closed doors, we become more familiar with His voice. And as we become more familiar with his voice, we know that the steps of the righteous are ordered, and he delights in our way, and so we'll recognize his voice. We'll know what path he's taking us on. You know, I also want to share a story when I first graduated from university, I was looking for a job and I, was, I had an interview, I went to an interview, and then I got a job offer. And then before I accepted the job offer, I went into another store, and they said, "You know, are you looking for a job? And I was like, yes. And they're like, oh, well, we're looking for someone. Like, can we interview you? And I'm like, I didn't even go looking for this door, but sure, OK. So within a few days, I had two job offers. And for a moment, I was a little bit confused because I'm like, God, now what? Now which door am I supposed to walk through? Both of them are Christian organizations. Both of them are like something that I would enjoy. Now what? And I had this great friend and she said to me, something that always stuck, she said, sometimes like, God just wants you to bask in his goodness by giving you a choice and i thought to myself wow you know that really released me because i was overthinking things sometimes thinking what if i choose the wrong door like what if god wants me here but really i'm so, i went that way but he want like i was like overthinking it and she's like no you need to relax like these are both good doors you prayed for a job and god's like choose you know, sometimes we can't overthink things. Now hear me, the door of opportunity is not the door of destruction. It's not willfully choosing something that the Lord is calling you to do. But if you're praying for something and God gives you a choice, well, thank you, God. I know you're going to be with me through whichever door I go through. And we can't be afraid of making a mistake. Because God is with us and he will guide us along the way you know there's opportunities I believe that God opens up for us all the time to be a witness to share our testimony just like we read about the Lord opened a door to preach the good news and sometimes maybe we let those opportunities pass us by but we have to grow we have to learn Lord give me great boldness So that when another opportunity comes, I may be a light. I can share with others how you have journeyed with me. How you saved me. How you turned my life around. Maybe some of you are are knocking on some doors and you feel like the door's not opening. I want to encourage you with Matthew 7-7. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. See, there's power in persistent prayer. That's why we do 5 a.m. prayer from Monday to Friday. And maybe you're like, but we pray for the same things every, like, doesn't God hear? Yes, he hears, but there's power in persistence. We've seen testimonies, answers to prayer, and so we have to keep knocking because God has heard. But don't give up just before the breakthrough. Keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. And um, I want to do a little illustration, and I'm going to Call Patrice up, and I asked her already, so uh, she's aware. I'm not putting anybody on the spot, but you know, I invite Patrice over for dinner. Okay, and uh, this is my beautiful door. She's standing outside of my door, but I don't have a doorbell because you know I just want people to knock on the door. And I'm like here, I'm busy because you know I have people coming over for dinner, so I'm I'm getting dinner ready. And Patrice comes, and what does she do? Can you hear what she's doing? Okay, so what did she do though? She she didn't just No, when you knock on someone's door, go ahead Patrice, knock on my door. You're going to knock. You're going to knock. You're going to keep knocking because Patrice knows something. Patrice knows something. I invited her for dinner. Okay? I invited her for dinner. So she knows I'm inside. Okay? She knows I'm preparing dinner. Like, that's a lot of hard work sometimes, you know, when you have people over. So I'm, my hands are dirty. I have to wash my hands. And Patrice is probably getting annoyed because no one's answering the door. But she's going to keep knocking. She's going to keep knocking because I have to wash my hands. I have to dry my hands. And then finally I'm going to go answer the door. Oh, hey, Patrice. Sorry, sorry for the wait, I was just getting ready. Come on in, come have dinner with me. Come have dinner with me, we're gonna have a good time. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. But there's a point to this illustration. And I don't know if you caught it or not, but sometimes we're on the side and we're knocking. We're knocking on the door and we're like, God, where are you? God, have you forsaken me? God, where are you? I don't see you. I don't feel you. Like, I don't know what's going on. And God is just here and he's preparing something for us. He's moving something behind the scenes. And here's the thing. I know God is there, so I'm not leaving I'm not leaving, I'm gonna knock with expectation, I'm gonna keep knocking, I don't care how long it takes there's things that I've been asking the Lord for for like 15 years and you know what as for me and my house we will serve the Lord I'm gonna keep knocking I'm gonna keep knocking you see some of you have stopped knocking and I believe God is reminding you to keep knocking he's saying listen I need you to keep asking me I already know what's on your mind so that's not the point but I want you to keep asking me because I want to be in communion with you I want to hear your voice I want to hear your worship I want to hear your praise so keep coming to me tell me what you need don't worry don't worry about anything keep telling me what you need because I'm moving I'm moving I'm moving and I know you can't see it but I'm moving and I'm there and I hear you I hear you I need you to keep seeking me I know things are looking a little dark I know you don't know what's going to happen next but it's okay because as you seek me I'm drawing you closer I'm drawing you closer you're gonna see me you're gonna see something so beautiful and maybe god is saying you need to keep knocking stop giving up on your dreams too early stop thinking it's too hard i need you to keep knocking i need you to keep knocking because i'm preparing something for you and just like we talked about when pastor jonathan said that bamboo tree for four years it does nothing but then on the fifth year it like sprouts out i think it was 90 feet tall or something like that God's like, get ready, get ready. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. Can you see it? Can you see it? I'm not talking about with your, your, your eyes. Can you see it? Can you see it in the spiritual? I'm doing something. The cloud is coming. The rain is coming. And are you ready? Are you ready? So what do you need this morning? What do you need? Is it a job? then keep knocking. Keep knocking. Is it immigration papers? Keep knocking. Is it for a family member to be saved? Then keep knocking. Keep reminding God, God, this is what your word says. And so I'm going to keep knocking and I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to move until I see the answer because I know you're there, God. I know you're there, God. So let's start speaking to ourselves. Let's start getting behind closed doors. And let's start persisting and knocking and knocking on that door of opportunity because it's opening. It's opening. You know, the last door that I want to talk to you about this morning, it's the door of your heart. It's the door of your heart. John 10, 7 to 9 in the New King James Version, it says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. This is the door of your heart. Matthew 7, 13, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. Revelation three twenty, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. You see it's our choice God is God is there, and He's standing at the door and He's knocking. and you see, God wants to come in not not to control us. He, he wants to come in to, to set us free. He wants to come in to set us free from hopelessness, from sin, from oppression, from fear, from addiction, from the man-pleasing spirit of always wanting to please people. He wants to set us free. And how does he do do it? He does it through Jesus, his son. He does it by sending Jesus. And he died. Jesus died for you and for me on the cross and on that cross he took confusion, he took shame, he took sin he took death, he took all the things that we would go through and he nailed it to that cross and then he rose from the dead and he deposited that same spirit within us, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives and breathes within us We have resurrection power living inside of us. And I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. But he sets us free through his son, Jesus, because he loves us. And he wants to be in relationship with us. And scripture tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way to intimacy with God. He's the bridge. He's everything. He's our shepherd. He's everything. Revelation 3.20 again, but from the Passion Translation. Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within... I will come into you and feast with you, and you will feast with me. You see, Jesus, he's knocking. He's knocking on the door of your heart this morning. He's knocking, and he's saying, son, daughter, I love you. Will you open up the door? Will you invite me into your heart? Because I want to come in, and I want to feast with you. I want to sit beside you, and I want to say, How was your day? How was your week? Tell me. Pour out your heart to me because I care for you. He's knocking on the door of our heart. And are we going to answer? Are we going to answer? Are we going to let him in because he's knocking? You know, I don't know what some of you are going through. But I know this. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in Jesus. There's no situation or circumstance where Jesus can't meet you, where he can't turn the situation around. And the worship team is going to lead us in that song again, Firm Foundation. And um, if everyone can just stand as we get ready and wrap things up. You know, Jesus, we talked about Jesus. Jesus is in every door that we talked about. Jesus is the one meeting you behind the closed door. He's the one protecting you behind that closed door. Jesus is the one helping you to avoid temptation when those things come knocking on the door, and Jesus is like, nope, take your hand off, turn away, walk away. Jesus is the one that helps us to speak like him. Jesus is the one who opens up the doors for us. And Jesus is the door himself. And he's knocking on the door of your heart. And so as the worship team leads us in this song, we're going to open up the altars for a time of prayer. That if you want prayer, we're going to pray for you. If any of the doors spoke to you, or you're like, wow, I need to work on that, or that's my door, then we, we invite you to come up, and someone's going to pray with you. Because if you want a greater intimacy and revelation of God's love for you, then just come to the front, and we'll pray for you. And you don't, don't, you don't have to wait for me to stop talking. You can just start coming. And maybe you're like, you know what, there's some things in my life that I, I need to deal with today because I don't want to keep coming to this same pit. I don't want to keep coming here anymore. And God's like, okay, well, we're going to unite our faith this morning because you're not going to leave the same. You're not going to leave with the same baggage. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for breakthrough. Today is the day, today. And maybe you're like, you know what? My speech can, can use a little bit of work. Again, it's this is not us, we're not looking down at you coming up saying, oh, this is terrible. We're not condemning you, we're not judging you, but we love you enough to say there is hope and things can change because of Jesus. And so let's leave this place lighter this morning And so if if you need some work on on, on the words that come out of your mouth, well, then you come. And if you're knocking on some doors, maybe you need a job, maybe a loved one to come back, then just come and we're going to pray for you. And maybe you've never accepted Jesus into your heart. Well, then today is the day. Or maybe you have and you you've become lukewarm or you've fallen away. Well, today is the day to make things right because he's knocking. He's knocking on the door of your heart and he's ready to do something incredible. Can you see it? Can you see it? Because the rain is coming and he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And so open up your heart this morning to receive everything. Because we live under an open heaven. So let us reach out and let's take it. Let's take it by faith. And so worship team, would you lead us? And that wraps up our sermon podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to give us a follow for we'll be posting every single week.